Welcome to another episode of I'm Chris Adam One Podcast, episode 85, How You're Living, I'm Living Swell. On today's podcast, we're going to have a lot of stuff to talk about. The first thing I want to talk about is Tim Tebow is signed to the Jacksonville Jaguars. We're also going to talk a little bit of Joe Button, Joe Button's podcast, and then of an era. And we're also going to be talking about Kwame Brown is on a rampage in the social media streets, okay? First, let's talk about Tim Tebow. Uh, Tim Tebow is signed to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, a lot of people have been saying their opinions, and a lot of, pe- and a lot of opinions are on both sides of the fence. Some people say that uh, Tim Tebow is only getting this opportunity because uh, Urban Meyer used to coach Tim Tebow, okay? Uh, and on the other side of the fence, uh, people are saying that uh, T- Tim Tebow should uh, exercise those options because in any other walk of life is is if you know of someone and that someone can hook you up, then why not use it? Okay. So Tim Tebow has signed with Jacksonville Jaguars. And he is listed as a tight end. I don't think Tim Tebow is going to be a full-time tight end, okay? Uh, I feel like Tim Tebow is going to be one of those um, jack-of-all-trades-but-master-of-none type of football players. I feel like Tim Tebow could be lined up as tight end, as a blocker, uh, as a quarterback, a fullback, a halfback, running back. I feel like Tim Tebow is going to be one of those type players where they're going to position him all over the field. And the real reason why Urban Myers, my belief why Urban Myers signed Tim Tebow is not only he can help him production-wise on the, on the field, but off the field, okay? The knowledge that he has, Tim Tebow is, uh, a lot of people feel like Tim Tebow is a leader, People follow uh, what Tim Tebow uh, says, okay? And Tim Tebow is going to be one of those type of players uh, that a lot of players are going to uh, gravitate to. I apologize for the noise in the background. I'm on my patio and cars are driving back and forth, so I do apologize. It's getting kind of a little warm out here, okay? I apologize, all right, if you hear any background noise. But Tim Tebow, that's uh, the plan for Tim Tebow. And that's what Urban Meyer has for Tim Tebow. Me, I can understand why people would be a little upset on how t- Tim Tebow got this job. Tim Tebow got this job because he wasn't the best tight end available in free agency. Okay. Uh, Tim Tebow is is not getting this job because of what he did last year in the NFL because he wasn't in the NFL last year or the year before that year. Tim Tebow generally got this job because him and Urban Myers has a relationship. And if you look at Tim Tebow's track record when he was a quarterback with the Denver Broncos, uh, people seem to skip over the fact that he used to be quarterback for the New York Jets, uh, for the Patriots, and the Jacksonville Jaguars were interested in Tebow, but T- uh, Tim Tebow went to the Jets instead of the Jaguars, okay? 
he could have came back into the league at another position, but Tim Tebow did not want to do that. And Tim Tebow started pursuing other aspirations, which was become a baseball player. He made it to double A, okay? Uh, Not the majors. And even the Mets admit that they were utilizing Tim Tebow to sell tickets, okay? And nothing more, nothing less. They didn't think Tim Tebow as a player can help them on the field, but as a star can help them sell tickets and gain traction in popularity. That's what uh, they was really getting from Tim Tebow, all right? And I feel like this is pretty much the same, uh, uh, this is pretty much gonna be the same thing and the same story with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Tim Tebow used to play his college football in Florida, okay? Jacksonville is in Florida. So he's going to have a strong fan presence there in Florida. He's going to get, he's going to sell a lot of tickets for the Jaguars, as well as Trevor Lawrence, as well as Urban Myers. Uh, but Tim Tebow can help them at that aspect. I feel like with his experience, he can help some players that are borderline on the roster, off the roster. He can also uh, help with rookies that are, are are going to uh, need experience and need guidance, okay? But as far as his production, he's going to produce, but I don't think that production is going to translate into wins and losses. Probably more losses than wins if you base your offense solely on Tim Tebow, all right? Uh, and, and that's what I feel like Tim Tebow is. I don't think Tim Tebow is taking a job away from a premier player. I do feel like he's taking a job away for someone who's trying to make it on the roster, okay? And those jobs are not guaranteed, folks. They're not guaranteed. If the the practice player has the capabilities of getting on the roster spot, a player off the streets has the capability of getting on that onto that roster uh, a spot a trade uh, a player that was traded to that team uh a high round draft pick those positions are not guaranteed they're going to give it to the individual that is going to contribute and help the team mainly for w's and losses that's the first tier the second tier a player that knows your system and that can help with the coaches demonstrate that system to the other players, that's the other tier. And then the third and final tier is players, I mean, is to sell tickets, publicity, okay? Tim Tebow is gonna be on that either that one tier, well, that second tier or that third tier, okay? Uh, but, you know, that's Tim Tebow, all right? Uh, guys, tell me what you think. Uh, you know, uh, tell me what you think. Follow me on my on my platforms. Follow me on, on Twitter. DM me. Tell me what you think about Tim Tebow, and we can have a conversation. Just tweet me at I'm Christadon1TV, okay? Next story, the end of an era. Joe Button podcast is no more. Well, not where it was formally constructed with Joe, Rory, and Maul. 
okay? They have all went to Splitsville, okay? And the number one reason uh, why there's no more Joe Button podcast is simple. Money, financially, okay? Not control, not egotist. I feel like being egotistical, control, uh, jeopardizing your your friendship, those could be assets that could possibly contribute as far as a breakup, particularly in, in business, okay? But I feel like the number one reason why there is no more Joe Button podcast is simple, financially, okay? Joe, when Joe Button signed Spotify, everything was on cloud nine, okay? Everybody was, was, was eating. Joe Button was eating the most on the plate, but Rory, Mall, Parks, all of them were eating, and it was cool. It was okay. When Joe Button didn't uh, renegotiate back with Spotify, Spotify gave him an offer that, yes, he refused. It was, uh, I think the contract was worth like $30 million, and Joe Button felt like he deserved more, so he exit stage left from Spotify, and you might as well say he's independent. Okay, just like the majority of a lot of podcasts out there that are independent. Now, he's still sponsored. Well, at that particular time, he was sponsored by Cash App, but Cash App just dropped them a couple of days ago because of the situation of uh, uh, the Olivia, Olivia. I think her name was Olivia. I, I keep forgetting her last name. I want to say Olivia Base or Olivia Dome, whatever. Uh, uh, a situation between Joe Budden and that lady got uh cash app to uh drop joe button and i kept telling people on my youtube channels as well as social media but no one wanted to believe me that i felt like the main reason why there's no more joe button podcast it has nothing to do with joe button hiding records or showing records or how he disrespected people because joe button has been demonstrating these types of activities for a long period of time he has demonstrated this to rory and maul with the seven with the seven years as being business partners and the multiple years of being friends you know what you're getting into when you when you uh involve yourself with joe button okay joe button has not changed okay he's been the same joe button okay the classic heel the egotistical maniac that's that's been joe button all right and Joe Button finally admitted to it and alluded to it in the last episode of the Joe Button podcast with Ice and Ish that when he uh, when he didn't resign with Spotify, there was no deal. Therefore, there's no money. Nobody's eating like they was like they used to eat when they had Spotify. Now they don't have Spotify. And Joe Button is bad at leadership and bad at business. I feel like Joe Button should have someone in the room that understands how to negotiate contracts and understands business more than Joe Button. Okay. And I also feel like you should have someone in the room that's like an overseer of Joe Button to keep him in check. Okay. Particularly when he's on the air or in the boardroom. Okay. I feel like he needs an assistant from that. Uh, aspect, but Joe Button says, you know, everyone's uh, you know, beefing because of the Spotify deal. And then when I dropped Spotify, there were no, there wasn't another deal. Joe Button leaped and 
he looked before he leaped. When there's no deal with Spotify, you know, I mean, what what, what are your plans? Or I felt like Joe should have. I felt like the best deal for Joe Button was that Spotify deal. He should have took that Spotify money, okay? But he played. Uh, he played. He played the house, and he and he lost. Point blank. Point blank. Period. I feel like Rory and Maul were a little bit delusional. A little bit delusional. But when they started getting all the facts together, they're going like, "Whoa, wait a minute! There is no deal." Okay. Now they camouflage it on top of respect, and I feel like that's more of Maul. Uh, it was more about respect and honor among men, and how he talked to people. Fam, if if it was always like that, then why did you even hook up with Joe Button in the first place? Because Joe Button has always been this individual. Okay. So shout out to Rory and Maul. Hope they uh, do well on their on their new uh, endeavors with their podcast. And Joe Button with Ice and Ish, and life just goes on. Okay, just life simply goes on. If you want to talk further about this episode, get at me on my social media handles. Really get at me on Facebook, well, Twitter. Uh, you know, at me on Twitter about your uh, opinions about this story and about Joe Budden or Rory and Maul. Okay. So now let's go into Kwame Brown. Okay. Not Kwame the rapper. Kwame Brown. All right. Uh, Shouts out, by the way, let's give a standing standing applause, uh, a one gun salute to uh, Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson because they created a monster and that monster's name was Kwame Brown. If they could have easily left Kwame doing what he would that he that doing what he was that he been doing, okay? He wasn't getting any traction on social media. I don't even think he was heavily influenced by social media, you know, but nobody uh knew what Kwame Brown was doing a month ago. All right, and now Kwame Brown is a household name thanks to Stephen Jackson and Matt Barnes. Uh, these two individuals on their Up and Smoke podcast uh, was just dogging Kwame Brown, talking about he's a bus, he's this, and he's that. And Kwame Brown responded. Okay, now a lot of people don't like the way how Kwame got at. Uh, Steven Jackson and Matt Barnes got real personal with them uh, on the second and third live attempts. Those two brothers started getting personal with him too. But what those what those two brothers did not understand didn't understand was they had a lot to lose to engage with Kwame Brown. Kwame Brown had all to gain by doing a back and forth with Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson. And the rest they say is history. Matt, uh, Kwame Brown is a legend in these social media streets. His Instagram has blew up. His YouTube channel has been blowing up. And he's making money for ranting and raving on live streams about everybody in the industry. Okay? And this is a classic example of a bully. Everyone has ran across a bully in a workplace or school or whatever. And a bully loved to dish stuff out. 
But when you confront a bully, they can't take it. They simply cannot take it. So Matt Barnes and um, Matt Barnes and Stephen Jackson were aligning themselves up with uh, Charlamagne God and Jamel Hill. And they started running this smear campaign talking about uh, Kwame Brown is dangerous. Leave him alone. He's he has a violent uh, history. And they started going. They started going in about his mother, his biological dad. Talking about his uh, brother was in jail, which is not true. And all they're doing is just adding more gas and more substance on why Kwame Brown is going to be super popular, and a lot of people are going to be gravitating to him. Kwame Brown demonstrated to the world that it's the good old boy network. Okay, a lot of people thought that was only exclusive to Caucasians, but no, it's exclusive, really exclusive to the African American community. Okay, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Okay, and I'll just leave it there. If you guys want to comment about any of these stories, at me on Twitter. Okay, because that's where you're going to be able to get me at. Uh, that's all I got uh, for today's uh, episode. I hope everyone enjoyed. It's your boy, the host with the most. I'm up out of here. Did I say deuces? Oh, outro. <laughs>